0: Hello, and welcome to the RMS PD Podcast, a daily show to encourage educators to think outside of the box by providing a new way to do professional development for Rolla Middle School teachers and beyond. I'm your host, Rob Houck, and let's get ready to learn. Hello, and welcome to Episode 8 of the RMS PD Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about PBL. Uh, also known as project-based learning or problem-based learning. Uh, We're really going to dive into three key concepts about project-based learning Um, just to give some information to some of you teachers who I know are looking into it more. Mr. Berry talked about it whenever he was on the podcast and just really want to lay a foundation for those of you who are looking at diving into it and laying three key facts that you need to understand and comprehend before you really get into project-based learning. And there's tons of articles and blogs out there, videos, YouTube videos that you can find. Um, That give a little bit of information into it, but I really wanted to give just a quick three. If you have to know something before you dive into it, what are three things that you need to know? And the first thing that I'm going to talk about is this is not just anything you can do for any other project. Uh, PBL is not just taking a project that you already do and adding on to it and saying, oh yeah, that's project-based learning. And I think most individuals who really research and study project-based learning, they understand that concept. But it's hard for somebody new who's looking at getting into PBL and trying to figure out what it is. It's not just taking what you already have and making it some sort of project. It's something much more than that. And that leads me to number two. And number two is really the most important thing. in, in my opinion, um, I think that the, the most important thing of a PBL is that it's student driven. Students need to decide what it is that they're going to be diving into. And yes, you can connect this to your curriculum in a variety of different ways. I know I worked with two teachers this year in trying to create a PBL. Um, that was their first pbl attempt and it was tied to one of the books that they were reading in class and some of the math units that they were doing and ended up uh involving students creating a log cabin and doing some other things like that um that tied to the book that they were reading and and real world scenarios from where they were at. But uh, it still didn't hit the essence of a full PBL as um, from what I've learned through research. And uh, you know, everybody does their own way and has their own um, style as far as how they incorporate this and do this. But there's some key concepts that really need to be there. And the big thing that I didn't think was involved in that unit necessarily was it wasn't necessarily student driven. The students didn't drive the concept we didn't just give them the opportunity and say, okay, hey, you are a character in the book, what would you do? It was more of a teacher-led, okay, here's some of the options that you have, let's take it from there. And maybe for younger students, that's a better way to approach it. Uh, As a guy who taught junior high and high school, I was able to give my students a little bit more freedom and allowed them to choose and let them really drive their learning and their instruction. As I said earlier, I really think this is the most important piece of a PBL is the students have to take ownership to it. And really that involves with all of their learning. It doesn't just have to be a PBL. If students aren't interested, then they're just not gonna put in their full effort. So I really believe that you need to allow the students to drive this project and let them determine what it is that they wanna do and where they want to take this and yes that can be tied to your curriculum. You know, you can set out the the standards or the ideas of okay, I need to show or I need to know from you showing that you have learned these key concepts and then just let them run from that and I really think there's a lot of ways that you can do it and there's probably some great ideas out there um, I'm not a Pinterest person but I've heard some individuals taking ideas from Pinterest and really as we know in education we're not here to um, just do everything ourselves we don't have to reinvent the wheel all the time we can beg borrow and steal uh, from anybody and everybody as much as we can to help improve our instruction and That only allows us to collaborate more and become a better, more effective teacher. Um, My third and final thing that I want to make sure everybody understands whenever they're looking at PBLs is that it does have to connect somewhat to the real world. And I say that, real world, with quotations, because that's what my mother always said. Whenever I got out of school, I'd be hitting the real world. But what I mean is they need to be able to take this concept, this idea, this project, whatever it is that they're doing, and it needs to apply to them outside of the school environment. Hopefully, it's something that they can showcase outside of the school environment, that they can put on YouTube, or that they can create a website and publish it for everybody to share their learning. In today's world, this the learning that these students are experiencing doesn't just have to be something that gets stuck on the refrigerator. It can be something that can be shared with everybody throughout the world. And you know, I understand there's some people who feel privacy and, um, and have some concerns as far as that goes from what's what's going to be experiencing with students, but really we should have an open market so to speak on what these students are doing and sharing with Giving it to everybody and everybody because the, the knowledge that they're learning does not just stay inside of the classroom anymore. It's spread throughout, and that's something that we as teachers and educators need to embrace. We need to welcome it. We need to showcase it. Uh, in turn, this also does kind of a dual lesson. While we're working on the curriculum and the standards that we want and while we're showcasing and, and learning about the things that we're trying to get the students to learn, we're also teaching them digital citizenship talking to them about what's okay to post and where to post it and why to post it and we can kind of double dip our lessons there and really create a cross-curricular assignment or project here that can help benefit all students and that's another benefit to a PBL is you can hit it in so many different ways and you can discuss and and do so many different things that I really think there's an interest out there. And for those of you who want to know more, if you've been checking my Twitter, rhawk28, then there's a lot of things I've been posting about PBL. Um, You can go through there and kind of scroll and feed. If not, just Google it. I'm telling you there's going to be a ton of different blogs and pieces of information that are out there. Um, But quickly, just to recap kind of the three things that I feel are the most important about this is, number one, it's not just your normal project. You can't just take something that you're already doing and just say, oh, yeah, it's project-based learning. No, there's so much more to it. Uh, Number two, it really has to be student-driven. The students need to drive the instruction and the learning here. Yes, you can have a base for them, but they have to take the ownership. And number three, um, it needs to be shared beyond just our classroom. It needs to be something that is going to have an impact beyond the classroom walls. Maybe it's solving something from outside of our classroom. Uh, Miss Zink, who ca- came on one of our episodes earlier in the year, uh, she did a great project where students had to clean up the environment in Rolla, Missouri, using some of the robots that they had created. That's a real-world project that they... Um, hopefully we will never have to worry about but they had to in that environment uh, figure out a way to solve and teamwork and build and collaborate uh, not only a robot but how they would save everybody in civilization um, using their robot and so assignments like that projects like that those are where we're getting at Um, and there's so much more to it that I just can't fit in this five minute episode but Anyway, I hope you guys have enjoyed. If you have any questions, as always, please feel free to hit me up. Um, Appreciate the conversation and, as uh, always, also looking for some ideas. So if you guys have some topics that you're interested in that I can help maybe talk about or that I can research and share with you guys about, um, please let me know that as well. All right, thank you guys for listening once again. I hope you have a great day. Stay out of trouble and be safe.